Welcome to IOL Radio. I'm Amy Peltier, Managing Editor of IO Learning, a digital publication geared toward interventional oncologists and the news source for the Symposium on Clinical Interventional Oncology. Today, we're pleased to welcome back Dr. Jason Levy, Interventional Radiologist at Northside Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia, and lead investigator of the Opus One trial, which studied the quality of life outcomes from a global, perspective, non-randomized, multi-center study of radiofrequency ablation using Medtronic's OsteoCool system for the palliative treatment of patients with painful osseous metastases. Dr. Levy recently presented the results from an Opus One sub-analysis, which examined those subjects who did not receive radiation therapy at the site of radiofrequency ablation, either before or after RFA treatment. Dr. Levy, please begin by telling us a little bit about the main Opus One trial. What is the current trial status, and what were your main study objectives? Yeah, the, the trial is not ongoing anymore. The We've uh, enrolled all of the patients we're going to enroll, and we've uh, completed follow-up. The primary objective of the study was to look at patients who had uh, up to two, le- two treatable lesions. They could have more than two lesions. Um, uh, two treatable lesions anywhere in the thoracic or lumbar spine or pelvis, in the peri- especially the periacetabular region, that were treated with uh, radiofrequency ablation and possibly cement, although 97% of patients did get cement, which is not unexpected as this is axial weight-loading bones. Um, and the primary objective was looking at uh, pain relief and improvement in quality of life at their, their worst pain at the three-month uh, time frame. The patients, however, were assessed at three days, one week, one month, uh, three months, six months, and 12 months for multiple measures, including uh, worse pain uh, in the last 24 hours, average pain, um, pain interference, meaning how much it affected your uh, daily activities, uh, disability measures, and quality of life measures. And to sum it up, we at every data time point, the patients that were assessed um, did demonstrate significantly, uh, statistically significant improvement from their baseline scores. Tell us about the purpose of this sub-analysis. So one of the things that was very interesting about our study was, uh, you know, right now radiation is the is sort of essentially the standard of care for patients with bone pain, although. Uh, patients with local pain, we know that that is radiofrequency ablation, cryoablation, really it's agnostic to the type of ablation, it is mentioned in the NCCN guidelines, It's probably a little underutilized. What we noticed in our trial was, the, despite the fact that radiation is the standard of care in most patients, we had a large proportion of our patients that did not have radiation. Um, and we found that interesting so what we decided to do, because most of the prior trials that looked at this, most of the patients had been previously radiated. So we decided to look at those patients who were uh, radiation naive prior to radiofrequency ablation treatment, and then in their follow-up time also did not get radiation. We assessed that patient population in follow-up. Tell us about the sub-study population and as far as numbers go and uh, discuss the primary and secondary study outcomes. So what we did is we, we essentially looked at, at really all of the same data time points 
and all of the same uh, uh, end outcomes. And the bottom line was, again, at every single data time point, the average pain and the uh, pain interference and disability scores all improved at every single data point. So in essence, it meant that the presence of radiation did not affect our results uh, in, in the uh, overall patient population. So, you know, we started with 206 patients and we ended up with the uh, patients who were radiation naive. We ended up with, uh, I believe it was 164 patients. Can you provide a little more detail on the sub-analysis results, including any adverse events that may have occurred? Sure. So as far as adverse events, we did not see any uh, significant increase in adverse events. In fact, uh, the adverse events were uh, essentially identical from the uh, main analysis trial. We did not see any skeletal-related events. So a skeletal-related event is really sort of the most disastrous consequence of an osseous metastasis. So most patients will present with pain, but a significant proportion of patients who are either untreated or treated with radiation do go on to have skeletal-related events. So uh, obviously, if somebody's untreated in a lytic population, you can have up to 40% of those going with fracture. Um, but even if patients are radiated, we know radiation does initially cause some destabilization. And if you look at radiation literature, anywhere from five up to 40% of patients will go on to fracture, depending on the type of lesion and the type of radiation used. But in all trials, there are skeletal related events. Uh, again, in this trial, probably related to the use of PMMA cement in 97% of the patients, there were no fractures. But equally important, there were no neurologic events. So, I mean, that's, you know, uh, almost unheard of when we're talking about this patient population. I mean, this was not a chip shot patient population, uh, for lack of a better term. A significant proportion of our patients had either posterior element involvement or posterior wall destruction. So the lack of any skeletal related events, and these patients were followed up for a year, uh, the lack of any skeletal related events, including neurologic events, is really quite dramatic uh, a result and seems to suggest that the RFA protects against a uh, neurologic event and uh, uh, the cement seems to protect against uh, fractures. Do these trial results lend themselves to any future sub-analyses of Opus 1? You know, I don't know that there's a whole lot more that we can do with the data. Um, you know, the way the study was designed, you know, we we're really, it's a palliative study. Uh, I do think there are future roads that we can take uh, as interventional radiologists in, in addressing, uh, you know, the future of this therapy and these therapies, you know, uh, again, I mean, we're finally in the NCCN guidelines. Uh, um, in fact, actually, both uh, vertebral augmentation as well as ablation are in the NCCN guidelines. So we, you know, we're on the map. Uh, this should continue to increase in utilization. I will hope that that happens. You know, I, I think future steps are more in line with, you know, either assessing this against radiation or in combination with radiation. You know, uh, uh, there have been small. There has been a small trial assessing 
radiation with or without uh, radiofrequency ablation. I would argue that would be radiation with or without radiofrequency ablation and or cryoablation and, you know, or, and frankly, cement use, especially in the uh, axial spine. Um, but the bottom line is I do think there are other routes to go. Um, again, probably a, a lot of that might be either in comparative uh, trials with radiation or, or you know, one with, uh, with uh, radiation, one with ablation. But uh, I don't know how much more we can get out of our data from the Opus 1 trial. Uh, I do, you know, we are planning a final submission on the final results. Uh, probably in the, uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks uh, to submit it for uh, journal publication. Any final thoughts on the Opus One trial or on this sub-analysis? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that, you know, both on both. I mean, I think the sub-analysis is great. And I think, you know, the fact that we had 164 patients uh, that never saw radiation and got, you know, bottom line, rapid pain relief, sustained pain relief, sustained quality of life improvement, no skeletal related events. I mean, at, at, you know, 16 different centers, that really speaks for itself. I mean, obviously this is a valid treatment. So, you know, I think that's very, very exciting. And the fact that it did it without radiation is also very, very exciting. Uh, I, I just hope that, you know, we can move towards you know, inpatient with local pain, just like the uh, NCCN guidelines state, that we can move more towards treating these patients with our percutaneous therapies rather than a simple knee jerk just to radiation. Uh, again, it doesn't mean, you know, they're, they're not mutually exclusive treatments, but I would hope that this moves the needle to include ablation uh, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, vertebral augmentation or cementoplasty outside of the spine into the discussion in most centers, certainly centers that are treating a lot of these patients. And that wraps up another episode of IOL Radio. Thank you again to Dr. Jason Levy for being my guest today. To hear more IOL Radio episodes, including other conversations with Dr. Levy about the Opus One trial, be sure to visit iolearning.com. 